Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today is a special interview for you. We are chatting with Yuta Woolrob, a international midwife of over 30 years. She's a speaker, author. She's written an amazing book called Happy Birthing Days. She's the creator of ElementsofBirth.com. And we got to chat with her from her home in Germany and hear about her path to midwifery, which started at 16. And then we talk about one of our most favorite things to talk about on the show, sex and sexuality and those oxytocin vibes. So we talk about that love hormone, which is released after orgasm and also helps move baby down and out. We talk about that. We talk about healing past traumas through the birthing experience and just the power and the magic of woman and of a woman becoming a mother. It's such an amazing conversation. This woman's credentials and knowledge goes beyond what we could ever capture in one episode. So we're super grateful to Utah for being with us. And I know you're going to love this episode. So here it is. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Yuta. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm delighted to share some of my knowledge with you and with your lovely audience. So I say hi from Berlin and it's a gorgeous day and I'm uh, happy to talk to you and I'm also quite happy to answer all your questions. Oh, awesome. And we've got questions and topics and we've got your book in front of us. So we're just super excited. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks. And it's great that you have my book. I hope you enjoyed reading it. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. I mean, we're going to dive into it. I love that um, it's such a great read. It's fun, you know, because it's fun to be in that excited space of learning about birth and just the way you break down the information as well as pulling from other resources and inspiration, I feel like was just Amazing. So in addition to writing this book, I mean, international midwife for over 30 years, creator of elementsofbirth.com and many other things. I mean, you said some knowledge, so we're going to do our very (laughs) best here to, to, to get some of that knowledge out of you, but it would probably take a very long time, multiple episodes to really get, you know, even skim the surface of all of what I know you can offer our listeners. Um, can you, can you start us off with just a little bit of what's gotten you to this point now and what got you into birth work? Yeah, I'm happy to share that. So uh, let me go back for like a long, long time in the past because (laughs) when I was uh, a young kid, like say 14, 15, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be someone who worked uh, in handicrafts. And somehow all that didn't happen because, you know, in the 70s and 80s when I was young, It was a different time. So one day I was going for a walk because I thought, okay, what else can a person like me become in life? And for some reason, I was always a very social person and I used to work a lot with people that had problems. Even when I was a a teenager, people would often come and tell me their problems. I was already very much interested in herbs and in nature and all these kind of things. So I took a walk and for some reason, the thought of giving birth and midwifery popped into my head. Now, I didn't have any friends that had babies because, I mean, I was 16, 17. I didn't know any midwife, but somehow it resonated so well with me that the next day I went to a place to get more information about the job of a midwife. And then I kind of say I had a strong feeling deep within me like this is the right work for me. Now, my parents were not really, uh, how can we say, euphoric about me wanting (laughs) to become a midwife. But strong-willed as I was already as a teenager, I decided I'm going to go for it. And so I applied at midwifery school, which then was about 25 schools in all Germany. And the maximum they would take was 20 to 30 girls per year. And in the first year, they didn't want me. When I was 17, 18, they didn't want me. But I... As I am, I uh, insisted and put my paperwork in and in. And then suddenly when I was 20, they took me. And I was very, very lucky because out of all schools, 
the best school that someone like me could just find was the hospital midwifery school that took me. And it was in the south of Germany. And already at this point in time, in 83, this school worked according to a French obstetrician called Mr. Frédéric Leboyer. Now, I don't know whether all of you know who Frédéric Leboyer was. He was a French obstetrician that already in the 70s brought back natural childbirth to Europe. And he opened a small clinic in Paris where he allowed women in the 70s already to take any body posture and to give birth as they wanted and as they liked it. He was wow. also a man who promoted water birth. And he was also the first one to really understand that babies are real people with real feelings and that they should be welcomed in a very soft and gentle way. So I trained in 83, according to Liboyer. So this meant for a person like me that I was kneeling down in the middle of a double bed and that I would tell the woman to breathe her baby out and that she could do, you know, she could be on her knees and she could turn on her side and the partner would be dressed in green and be with us in the double bed. Sometimes we had candles for the birth and this was a state hospital. So already then women were allowed, I mean, sorry to say allowed, but in the 70s, 80s, it was like this, to keep their babies 24 hours full rooming in. So this is the way I was trained. And this is the way how I perceived what birth should be like and how birth can really be. So from 83 until now, 2018, I've been on my own birthing journey from this young woman that was like, wow, that is fantastic. The beginning of life, the start into life to where I'm right now. And the journey took me really into all kinds of places, into three different countries. So I've worked in Germany, New Zealand, in Australia, and I've done really practically Everything you can just picture. I've worked as a hospital midwife in a labor ward. I worked as a home birth midwife. I've worked in the most famous birth center in Australia that is part of the biggest teaching hospital. I've worked in antenatal and postnatal care at home. And, you know, really, it's a, we talk about 3,000 births and 10,000 of women in those 35 years plus. Because I'm a very curious person, I never lost the spark to wanting to learn and understand uh, how birth works and how can someone like me keep it in a positive way and what can I offer to all the people, no matter in which context I meet them, to make them understand how birth works and to help them and support them for a better birth. So already in 87, I studied homeopathy and you know, say like from any aspect, you can just think like whether it's Chinese medicine, hypnosis, NLP, yoga, body therapy, all these things I've studied through those 30 years and combine them to make giving birth the best and most memorable memory on your memory lane, a place that you love to visit. So that is practically my own journey through 35 years of ongoing birthing experience. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. And then I'm so grateful that, that is incredible. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful that the the age we live in now um with technology being the way that it is, your story, your message, your journey and your teachings can be shared 
internationally. It can be shared around the world through, through your website, through your videos, through your programs. I mean, that for someone like you to have this much experience and this much passion about birth, it's important to, to magnify that, right. And to get it out there to corners and places where people might not otherwise have access to that sort of empowering conversation or education. And so I'm just very grateful that you tapped into that. And now we're in this space where you can reach women and families all over. I have to say, I love the digital age because you're absolutely right, Sarah. I love that I can be on a radio, a podcast, that I can offer uh, digital programs, that I can offer Facebook groups. Uh, and I still like uh, also running groups where I am. And already people come from different places of Germany to take my courses. Yeah, So I have to say, um, because people that get to know me understand I love sharing my knowledge and I'm really absolutely deeply interested in making it a good place for you, a good experience for you, because absolutely that is truly my opinion, how we give birth, how we feel about ourselves giving birth and how everything goes uh, during the pregnancy birth and the time after is the first big stepstone, the first milestone uh, yeah, into everyone's new life, whether it's becoming a mom, a dad, a family, or for the baby, yeah, from the inside to the outside. So I think it's worth putting much effort and ah, good energy into it. Mm. But I want also want to say it's it's uh, whatever work I do is not only about how to give birth naturally or something. It also is for people or women that have a lot of problems or have a lot of complications because, you know, I, for me, I like to embrace all of it. And I know with my knowledge, I can share something for really everyone. Mm -hmm. Yay. And I love it. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> well, some of that knowledge is in the book, Happy Birthing Days. And there's two main things I want to touch on with happy birthing days. Um, one, one of the biggest things I appreciate and one of the biggest things I got out of the book and then two, something that's going to kick us into the next and medias part of our conversation. So stay tuned for that. But the first is just the extensive breakdown and almost play by play, step by step process you give of the physiological aspects of what is going on in a woman's body as she's giving birth from all the stages. I even after giving birth, I mean, still, as I read that, I was like, oh, wow, that's what's happening here. And this hormone's releasing here. And this is opening up here. I don't think we get enough of that, this full breadth of this is the exact physical process of how labor and birth uh, transpires. And so that was just really profound to me to read it in that sort of sequence. Um, to have appreciation for what I have gone through and then also to just have in my mind for any future births. Um, because I, I don't think we really put ourselves in that state of what's happening at each step physiologically. I mean, we have a lot of uh, mental preparation around just, you know, maybe the sensation or the pain aspect of it. But I think when you understand more of each stage, you can approach it with more, uh, confidence and preparedness because you know what's happening to your body. I think some of what makes women less pleased with certain models of care, particularly in the States, is they don't feel that connection with their body because someone isn't informing them on actually what's happening with their body. Absolutely right. And the sad thing is, can I say, I work with a lot of midwifery students. Often they come to do an internship with me in my practice here in Berlin. And when they attend my uh, my weekend course, uh, they usually are 
while they're jumping up and down. And then they tell me afterwards that they love everything I teach and that they also love what I teach about the hormones. I'm a big fan about the brain. That's why I became an NLP trainer. And I'm a big fan also of neurobiology because I know when you make people understand how the hormones work, then people really deeply understand what atmosphere you need, the connection of sexuality and birth, how hormones work, and actually the knowledge that I give you about hormones is something that you can use for many other parts of your life because it's not only for the birth, but I know having a good understanding of dot dot the theory will help you to understand what else you can do so that everything is working much better. And I love the combination myself. Well, I'm a big fan of neurobiology and brain, and that's why I love talking about it. And I love the hormones because they rule our lives. Whether you like somebody, whether you don't like someone, whether you are attracted to someone is all in relation to hormones. And that's something we are all connected with through all our life, whether it's how we smell fear, whether it's how we smell someone we like, whether, you know, a touch can help you to release endorphins or a touch can help you to produce more oxytocin so you can connect much better. All these things are so vital. And I think in a way we all have the knowledge within us, not knowing what exactly it is, but in the modern world, often people have lost being in touch with themselves. So the theoretical part about the brain and the hormones just helps you to understand and then click, you can connect it with some actions and activities. <laughs> that's awesome. Click. I love it. Um, you mentioned birth and sexuality, and that's actually the next thing I want to talk about. And I want to read a, a line from the book here that says, research has shown that women who had regular sex from the 36th week of pregnancy needed fewer interventions during the birth itself, no doubt because of extra production of these clever hormones that you describe um, in depth in that section of the book. So birth and sexuality, I love to just have you drop it on us as far as what, what they have in common, first of all. I will, I will drop it yes. right on you because that's <laughs> what I usually do in all my classes. So first of all, birth and sexuality are connected because for the actual birth, we are going to produce exactly the same hormones as we do when we make love. The research that I talk about in the book, I think, was a research from the UK, and that is in relation to uh, help you get ready for the birth. And that's why it says from 36 weeks on, because in the cervix, you have little receptors that like uh, seeds in the ground get ready and ripen. And because when you make love, first of all, you produce oxytocin, but that's not really going to work at 36 weeks. But in the sperm, for instance, you have a prostaglandin. And prostaglandin is what helps to soften and to uh, get the cervix ready. But there is much more to this than just that. So when I say birth and sexuality are connected and making love is going to help you to give birth more easily, clearly this research in the UK stated that when you make love regularly, and I leave this up to you, what is regularly? because that's going to be a little bit on how you like it and how you feel yourself. But definitely it showed that all the women that made regularly love from 36 weeks on uh, really needed less intervention because their cervix and their body was just more ready for giving birth. Inside the brain, the connection is also that um, 
okay, the uterus is a certain group of muscles. We have all different types of muscles in the body, thank God. Otherwise, we would be doing constant movement. And some muscles we can practically talk to, like the triceps or biceps, we can tell it, contract, let go. And other parts are more run by an autonome system, which is run through, you know, endings of the nerves along the spine, yeah, to go into that. So the uterus, as you know, you can't tell your uterus, contract, let go, contract, let go. It needs the perfect setup, a perfect playground, so your expert can do the job. Now, when we uh, make love, no, no, wait, put it this way. The biggest birthing hormone you have is a hormone called oxytocin. It's really famous, has been well researched in the past 15 years. Oxytocin allows uh, a certain group of muscles to move in a wave-like motion. Now, oxytocin in its ability when released from a small gland in the middle of the brain, it's released in pulses into the system, uh, will give you a feeling of trust, will give you a feeling of less pain, and will give you a feeling of you can open up like a beautiful flower to the universe. So when people make love, and lovers had, say, made really good love, usually they whisper secrets into each other's ears, like they tell each other things they won't tell each other while sitting in a restaurant for lunch, right? Oxytocin is also a hormone that makes us wanting to connect. It's the one hormone that when you make love, it makes you feel like you want to melt into the other person. Its nickname is the hormone of love. Now, oxytocin, with its ability to move certain muscles in a wave-like motion, is the one hormone that in sexuality will bring you an orgasm. In childbirth, you also need those wave-like motions, first of all, to move the baby down and out, and then later to really bring it into the world. So when we say received with love and then birthed with love, it actually has a much deeper meaning because oxytocin truly is our best known connecting hormone. So when making love and hopefully leading to an orgasm, then you produce a lot of oxytocin. So you don't have to worry in earlier weeks before 36 that it will take you into premature labor. Your body is intelligent. It knows it's yet not time to let the baby out. But later on, I believe when you have a good oxytocin level, your brain can just more easily produce oxytocin and can really help you to do your labor of love. So that's the connection, at least one of the connections, because it's a much longer talk, how sexuality can help you. So you could really picture what brings the baby inside is also going to help it to go outside. Now, when you think about birth, anything that is in connection with sexuality is usually going to be helpful, whether it's the atmosphere that you need to create. Because most people, when, when you would say, oh, think about a weekend where you go away, well, you know, you would usually create a beautiful atmosphere to make love and to really mm, melt into each other. It's the same kind of atmosphere that you usually need to feel open and that you can trust and that you can show yourself in the most intimate and private way as you do on the day of the birth, as you do when you make love. 
Birth is a very private matter and we have made it very public. So we need to bring in a little bit of this intimacy, privacy, and this atmosphere where you practically take your mental knickers off and you show yourself as you are. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That is I love that. so great. That needs to be um, printed on things. That needs to be on billboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. Because I really, uh, I usually tell people, think about giving birth a little bit as if you go on a date, you know? You want it to be beautiful. You want a soft, nice atmosphere. You really need to be able, yeah, as I said, to open up. And how can you open up if you feel not very well respected, if you feel stared at? I mean, it's very hard to open up. Yeah, it's possible for a few people, but yeah, I love it. And the other thing is also for me in, 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 in the best picture, I think when people really, truly make love, it gives this little magic spark that can lead that, you know, <laughs> you suddenly fall pregnant. And often these women will say, I knew it exactly that moment. I thought, that's it. It has happened. Yeah. Yeah. We've and heard even that. if you don't know, yeah, I can imagine, but I always have still have to say, if you didn't have this magic moment, never mind. If it's made with love, <laughs> it's made with love, yeah? yeah? And it should be received, carried, looked after, and then really birthed in love as well. And oxytocin is not only a sexual hormone. So I'll let me finish this up with one sentence because I also know time is limited. Oxytocin is also a truly a connecting hormone, which we also release when we are together in a group. It's also a hormone that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is released from a small gland in the middle of the brain and it's released into the blood uh, in pulse-like motion. So that's why you have waves, like that's why you have contractions that come and go. And we have receptors in different parts of the body. We have receptors in our gut. That's why we sometimes say, ah, I don't know the person, but you know what? I have a really good feeling about that person. That's your instinct. Yeah, It's your gut feeling. That is in connection with oxytocin. We also found receptors in the heart. So that's when I say, you know, love and the heart is medically not really connected, but there must be something in it for sure. And then clearly, uh, on an absolutely uh, anatomical level, it's like this, that you have a density of oxytocin receptors on top of the uterus 
It's called the fundus. And that's why true labor contractions start from top and go down to the bottom, yeah, as if you look at a coffee plunger and not sideways. So the body is smart and, you know, nature is smart. She knows exactly how to do it. And oxytocin is something when you sit with your friends, when you hug them, when you hold hands, even if you're not in love, all these things release oxytocin. And in Germany, we say love goes through the stomach. And it's not necessarily the good cooking of this person. It's also <laughs> this sharing a meal together, yeah, having a drink together, having a cup of tea together, sitting in, a, you know, a like-minded community, feeling you are part of something. That is also how we release oxytocin. And that's why the saying is, better birth, better earth. Yeah, because uh, some people truly believe if we are born uh, in love and if we love our babies, because we can only release oxytocin through our own brain. When we are induced, for instance, and we get uh, syntocinone through a drip, the brain cannot read it. It will only give you contractions, but it will not give you great feelings. So oxytocin is the one hormone that makes us fall in love that makes us want to stay in touch, that really wants to connect us. And it's the most wonderful hormone you can just think of. <laughs> oh, I love everything you just said about that. And I have a question. So you talked about oxytocin being released uh, when a couple is making love. What about when somebody is, you know, solo, is masturbating? Is oxytocin yep, released absolutely. in that situation? Okay. Yeah? Yep, you're absolutely right. Good you mentioned it. Yes, so anything that is in connection with uh, sexuality, and it doesn't matter whether it's, for instance, nipple stimulation, kissing, hugging, and I pretty believe uh, masturbation as well, absolutely, that will definitely give you an oxytocin kick because we know that a lot of people do that, and that's absolutely normal. <laughs> and if you are single or solo person, as you said, Sure, you can do that as well. And you know, there's many other ways uh, that you can release oxytocin. But definitely, yes, uh, I read in a paper, uh, it wasn't about masturbation, but it was about, um, say, a woman that uh, was supposed to be induced in a hospital here in, Ber uh, in, in Germany, not in Berlin. And then the cleaning lady heard some strange sounds, and I think the couple was making love. But anything that is in connection with sexuality, as yeah. I said, you know, whether it's intensive kissing or when your contractions slow down, nipple stimulation, all these things can really, really help to create oxytocin because the brain doesn't really care how you produce it. Yeah, it's a bit like when you laugh and you smile, the brain just reads that aha, a certain activity is going on. Sounds now a bit dry, but that's a fact. So when you masturbate, sure. You release oxytocin as well because you can only reach an orgasm with the help of oxytocin. It's the wave-like motion and uh, another hormone which is called noradrenaline. Yep. So you have lots of options out there. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> you have, absolutely, and you should use them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question on this, this topic as it relates to sexuality. You know, um, Sexual trauma is a big conversation for many women and, and couples, you know, all, all across the globe. How 
can birth and the process of pregnancy and birth be a, a healing opportunity for women who mm. come from that sort of um, experience? Okay. Uh, as you know, Sarah, I trained already in 2005 in hypnosis and I became an NLP teacher exactly for that reason. I have worked with lots of women that, for instance, have been sexually abused by their fathers, brothers, whatever. I've had the most horrible stories. And when these women fall pregnant, usually they have a deep urge to give birth naturally and hopefully, uh, how can we say, achieve something, um, not necessarily with their sexuality, but when they achieve that often in the work that we do with them. And I'm honest with you, that's truly my opinion. I think women that have suffered great sexual trauma, whether it was rape or whatever it was, yeah, we don't have to name it because we all know what we're what I'm talking about. I truly think those women will have a much better experience if they find someone like me to work with. Because often there's a lot of stuff coming up uh, that even if they maybe are happily married and their partners are usually fantastic because they have a great understanding of what's going on. But all the women I have worked with that achieved a really good birthing experience, they told me that the fact that they were able to overcome a certain dark feeling or anxiety within themselves gave them so much empowerment, it's beyond words. And if you would see those women, the ones that I have worked with and I have seen, I can tell you that you will see a different woman after the birth. And usually it's a woman that suddenly has a lot of self-confidence, uh, an openness and um, a certain uh, happiness from inside that is uh, hard to explain. It's really a big shift, but birth can be a great healer, not only for the ones with sexual trauma, also for the ones with traumatic births. I have just worked with a woman that after three C-sections achieved her fourth baby in a natural birth, and I can tell you, it was a lot. We worked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And there was a lot of tears. And it is always the same when I work with the ones that had great trauma with, you know, abuse or something. But birth is something so essential. Birth is such um, a deep state where we can really connect with ourselves. If you have ever been at a birth, especially at a birth that had no disturbance, then you can see how the power and the magic of nature and a woman in the transition from becoming a mother as this really changes. There is uh, for sure a reason why in all cultures it has a certain description why you are going to be a different one after you gave birth. And that is a deep power and that has really great healing abilities. That's all I can say practically in five minutes. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a, that's a nice, uh, highly concentrated dose packed into that. Um, and I'm very grateful for that perspective. And I'm sure a lot of listeners were able to get something from that, glean something from that for their own process and their own healing. If not, there's someone they know because someone 
almost always know someone who's going through that type of experience or trauma when it comes to, you know, relating to their birth experience. So it's so necessary to address it and to provide that support. And can Um, I, can I say something when you had a big trauma, you know, and trauma can have many different faces. It could be you have lost a baby or your birth was really bad or you have been abused, whatever it is. Yeah. You should really seek someone like me because I have learned it's a bit like often it's like uh, an attic and stuff gets stored and then the door gets locked and sometimes it kind of uh, comes out. Yeah. But uh, just putting it away with a lock is not helping it. So it's a bit as if you have to clean your little house and you have to pull out all the things, look at them, look at what they really mean for you and then sometimes change their meaning change their shape, change the quality, or wrap it up in something and store it in a safe place, in a place that you decided that this is where it's go and where you really close the door. So this is really my experience for many years with those women. And I really love the work with these women because for me, when they achieve a good birthing experience, it makes me, I want to jump up and down. And actually, I usually do, yeah? Because I receive all these messages. And these women you will hardly ever see in a video or something because, yeah, they usually have gone through a lot, a lot. But it gives me greatest joy to work with these women and, you know, to to show them ways how they can look at themselves in a very different way, how they can look at even the most horrible experience in a very different way. Because that is worth this work, absolutely. Yeah, because that's the title of the book, Happy Birthing Days, because I think everyone deserves a good start in life, but also everyone deserves true happiness from inside. That's my belief. <laughs> oh, we are right there with you. We, that's, that's amazing. I love that. And I really enjoy how with the things that you've shared, you know, there's this, this idea of being intentional. You know, you can be so intentional with your birth and from setting the space to looking at it as a place for healing. You know, there's, there's so many ways to actively participate in that entire experience and to create what you want from that experience and to get something out of the experience beyond what you might have, have initially thought. And Yuta, you're, I mean, everything you've had to say has been fantastic. And we, we certainly should do more conversations because, wow. That sounds great. Yeah. There's, <laughs> Thank there's, there's you. so much. I'm, I'm so much. in. <laughs> yes. I'm in. So to uh, get in touch with you and learn more about what you do, uh, elementsofbirth.com, is that the best way for people to see what's no, going on with you? The best way to really get in touch with me is right now yuttawohlrab.com. Great. Or elementsofbirth.de because that's my German, English, German webpage. And sure, Facebook is a great place to connect with me. And if you are somewhere close to Canada, come to the World Congress of Medical Hypnosis in Montreal. I'm going to run a workshop there on the 24th of August. And if anyone wants to connect with me, you can find me anywhere on social media, send me an email, drop me a line. I usually get back to people and I love to connect with people. So these are the places where you can really, truly find me. Great. If I'm not busy 
rubbing some baby's belly. Right, up. right. Because <laughs> you got to do that. That's first. Oh, that's wonderful. And we'll include links to all of that in the show notes, listener. So if you want to go check that out, you can do so in iTunes or Google Play, whatever you're listening to, or on DIHpodcast.com. Utah, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. All the way here from the States, over there in Berlin, um, just everything that you're doing is so needed. And we're, we're grateful that you're in this space. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting me because everything helps and sharing is caring. And that is what your show is about. Thank you. Thank you very much. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.